Hallelujah. Why don't you turn around and just bless your brother or sister behind you and say, it is good to serve the Lord with you. Hallelujah. It is good to serve the Lord with you. We thank God for his presence. We thank God for his power. We thank God for his might. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody will give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Hallelujah. It's great to see all of you. Hallelujah. And just welcome one another to church and say it is great to serve the Lord with you. Hallelujah. What a powerful presence. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate our beloved choir. Praise God. And our instrumentalists, they are doing amazing. Praise God. And our sound engineer is awesome. Praise God. Let's appreciate all of them. Hallelujah. And best of all, appreciate yourself for being here today in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, all this we do, it's a privilege and honor. Praise God. So we don't take for granted when we come together in his presence. Many wanted to be here, but are not. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go. He said, come, let us go to the house of the Lord. But you are not just going, you are already in the house of the Lord. How much more blessed are you? Hallelujah. And in the presence of the Lord, there is absolute liberty. Not liberty to do foolish things, but liberty to grow in the spirit, to move in the spirit, to break through in the spirit, to succeed in the spirit, to do well and to, and to be relevant to your generation and to your nation. Praise God. Somebody say, I am relevant to my generation and generations to come. Many of you are history makers. You'll be reading about when you have left and gone. You'll be, your generations after you will be talking about you. Praise God. When you have left, gone, that is the greatness of God on the inside of you. Ordinary people do not make history. Amen. And in his greatness, we shall be great. How many of you believe you've got a seed of greatness on the inside of you? It says, for I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans of good, hallelujah, not of evil, to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. And if God has a plan for you, that plan is big. Amen. I said, if God has plans for your life, it is not what your neighbors say. It is not even what your pastor say. But God says that he will not violate his covenant with you. Neither will he alter or change the word that has gone out of his mouth. So every word the Lord has declared concerning you, the Lord will bring to pass. Amen. I said every word God has declared concerning your life, the Lord will bring to pass. If you believe it, say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am super excited to be here as always. Praise God. And it's great to serve the Lord with you. Hallelujah. It is our prayer that you live here, change, and be blessed. 
by the word of God. Praise God. We're doing this week becoming an effective witness. But if you don't know what is going around you, how do you witness to your neighbor? How do you witness even in the church? Now, the problem is not even reaching out to the non-believers, but the believers. That has become the challenge of the church today, post-COVID. It is not those who are not in the church, but those who are in the church, but for some reason or the other, their love is gone cold. As the word of God says in Matthew 24, that in the last days, people's heart, men's heart will grow cold towards God. So now, the, the challenge is on me and you to be able to witness to our brother and our sister. Praise God. But others also have gotten used to the online services that, I mean, have been at home for two years with that church. Why should I go into church now? Praise God. So now the challenge is to reach out to our own brothers and sisters who for some reason post COVID, their love for kingdom has gone down. So we have to witness to our husbands. We have to witness to our wives. We have to witness to our sons. We have to witness to our daughters. We have to witness to our sisters, our brothers. Praise God. Then we get out there. Because when we have tasted the goodness of God, when we have tasted the mercies of God, beloved, we cannot allow or contribute for the shipwreck of our neighbors, brothers and sisters' faith. So I believe in this series, God is urging us on or admonishing us don't forget the one amen don't forget the one there are some people you know what can make every sunday they will be here praise god there are some people that you know that whatever happens they will always be here those are the 99 amen you see Jesus will leave the 99 in search for the nine. It's not because he's not a, 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 I mean, he, he's a useless investor or he doesn't know how to make profit. But he knows that the 99, no matter what you do, they will still, he will come and meet them. He knew that the 99 were settled and established. They have seen the miracle. They have experienced the miracle. They have tasted the goodness of God. And there is no way they will leave. Amen. But we want to be like Jesus, the good shepherd who will leave the 99 behind in search for one. I mean, the mathematics doesn't work out. What if you come back and the 99 are scattered? So in our world today and in the church today, we want to safeguard the 99. That is how the church has been reduced to. So it is very easy for us to safeguard the 99, to, to protect and to keep the 99 than to leave 
the 99 and go search for one. After all, one is one pound. Why would you leave 99 pounds in search for one pound? The math doesn't add up. But Jesus did not bring us this far for pounds. Amen. Your soul is priceless. That is why God sent his only begotten son. That is how special you are. That is how valuable you are. The blood of Jesus, which cannot be departmentalized, it cannot be grouped. The supreme blood, he shed that blood just for me. So I might not be worthy in your eyes, but in the sight of God, I am the best thing that ever happened. And I tell you today, you are the best thing that ever happened. It doesn't matter who qualifies you or disqualifies you. It doesn't matter who rejects you or does not accept you. You are the best thing that ever happened. Christ died for you. It was not an ordinary death. The death of the king of kings just for you. And how can we let such a great salvation be thrown away? How the Father loved us. So becoming effective witness is reaching out to our brothers and our sisters without the physical hindrances Amen. Without the physical hindrances. I said, without what? The physical hindrances. Sometimes as believers, you know, it is very difficult to be a Christian in this modern day. But just like Minister Teresa said in worship, that it is not the presence or the person beside or after you or whatever or the burden that are on your shoulder by the posture of your heart. Amen. But sometimes we can allow the burdens over our lives overshadow the grace we have received. So we want to be able to get together and be able to share this love, this, this experience, this miracle, this breakthrough, this forgiveness that we have received from God. Sometimes you look at your life and men did not think you would get this far. Maybe you look into your life and maybe your family were the, the, the written off one. But you are the same person God has also elevated as a shining star, a shooting star, coming out from that family to, to, to deliver and alleviate the family from all of their woes. Is there any person here like that? God does not make a mistake. Amen. He doesn't make mistakes. He has never done and he will never will. Amen. So you are not a mistake nor accident. It doesn't matter your root of birth. It doesn't matter even how you came into this country. It is not a mistake that you are here. It isn't an accident that you are also in this church. 
I said to you, there is a place for everyone to flourish. Amen. If God has planted you here in Bread of Life, be here. God has just planted you here so that maybe you play keyboard. Maybe you play some drum. Maybe you teach in Sunday school. Maybe you help bring somebody up. I hear people talk about, I mean, this church have a good youth program and stuff like that. And you ask them, what are they doing to help their own church youth services? But they want the place that is already set up where somebody has worked out for that place, for that youth group to be vibrant. And they leave the place God has prepared them that they should also contribute to the vibrancy of the youth or the Sunday school or the, of the young adult ministry. Why? Because it's hard work. But we are happy to enjoy somebody's labor. But we don't want anybody to enjoy our labor. Praise God. Maybe that is why God has planted you there. Amen. He has filled you with wisdom like Bezalel and Ohelia. With wisdom to navigate Matthew chapter number 24. Praise God. Matthew 24, reading from verse number 10. Praise God. I'm picking this from the Amplified Version. At that time, many will be offended and repelled by their association with me. Praise God. And will fall away from the one whom they should trust. And will betray one another, handling over believers to their persecutors. And will hate one another. 11. Many false prophets will appear and mislead many. And last week we touched on the false prophets. Praise God. It is difficult to unlearn the wrong things have been ingrained in our brain. Praise God. So we touch on the false prophet. When you have been misled for far too long, or when you have been indoctrinated the wrong way, it is very difficult to unlearn or unseat those things that have entered you. But the Bible says, because of many false prophets would have come in this last day and will mislead. In other words, they will lie to people. They will misguide the people. They will Take people away from the way. Praise God. But see, when we have been misled, when we have left the, the source of living water, and we now dig for ourselves systems that cannot hold water itself. Where are we going? So, it says that many false prophets will appear. And now they are here with us. False prophet doesn't come only in a gown and with a big ring or those things and with a cross and all those things we are made to believe. Amen. They are the people sitting next to you. They are the people who come and say, have you considered my servant, Minister Chris? How he is a mighty man of God and pastor is not using him and he's not letting him preach. He is a powerful man. He preaches powerfully and yet pastor doesn't give him opportunity. 
Then minister Chris. A seed has been sown. Then he begins to think, ah, I even preach better than pastor. How come I'm not the one doing the preaching? Before you know, a seed has been sown and he is misled. He walked away from the place of his blessing. So I said, many false prophets will come and do what? And mislead. Tell your neighbor, don't be misled. God brings us together. But because God also brings you into a relationship, you become connected. You know, so it also comes back to the 99 I was talking earlier. But what? False prophets will come and mislead. There are people who were misled. That left Bethlehem, Judah, the place of bread. And they are in search of bread. And now the bread is run out. They don't know where their food is coming. And they can't also come back to... I mean, for Naomi, she, she mastered the courage to come with Ruth. But not everybody has got the same spirit and tenacity like Naomi. Praise God. So, ah, we left the place of bread in search of bread and now we have been grieved so badly. Now they hear that there are, the place we left, God has visited his people and has blessed them. And she swallowed her pride and everything and went back to the place he, she ran away from. And there we have the beginning of the genealogy of Jesus, Ruth and Boaz, Obed, David, beginning the family tree of Jesus. Can you see how God in our errors, in our mistake, it is in his plan and it is in his purpose to bring his agenda into manifestation. I declare unto you today, you are not a mistake. You are not an accident. Even though you thought that you have sinned and have gone far away from God, God has a way to bring you into the plan and purpose that he has for you. For he says, I know the plans that I have for you and they are plans of good and not of evil to prosper you to give you a hope and a future turn to your neighbor and say as look your future is great because it is god who has planned your future in the mighty name of jesus and god does not do anything small whatsoever god does it's magnificent amen whatsoever he does is a is it's a wonder amen the psalmist say how excellent are you, O Lord our God? When I consider the works of your hands, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you visit. Can you imagine God comes to you, Francis, and stay with you and just enjoy the fellowship, talk with you. I mean, just chat with you. The mighty God, the holy God, Come and visit with us. Some of our homes are not even conducive for him as a king, and yet he does not look how our place is wretched. 
But he comes in. Even when we are trying to hide things. When we are trying to move things away. When we are trying to cover up things. He says, son, daughter, I've seen all of that. I am not interested in that. I just want to have a conversation with you. I just want to have a relationship with you. I just want to have a chat with you. Can we talk about what's going on? I know things are difficult, but I'm still in charge. I know the plans that I have for you. It's not going to end this way. I've got great plans for you. Stay with me, and I'll make my way good in your life. Bible says in Genesis, I believe chapter number 26, there about, it says that, and the Lord visited Sarah, and he did unto Sarah that which he had promised. When Sarah received the promise, he, she laughed at the promise and thought, how can this be? After I have ceased to be in the manner of a woman, and when my Lord is also so old, how can this be? But the Lord says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans of good. It is not as you think. It is not as the doctors think. It is not as the consultants say. Praise God. You see, in as much as we worry about things, God doesn't worry about the things we worry about. So he says that we should cast our burdens, our fears, our anxieties onto him. Praise God. Many false prophets will appear and mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, the love of most people will grow cold. The love of what? Most people. Amen. The love of most people will grow cold. But the one who endures and bears up under suffering to the end will be saved. This good news, somebody said, this good news. This good news is not about ourselves. But the good news of the kingdom, not any other kingdom, but the kingdom of the blessed Lord, hallelujah. The kingdom of our God must be do, must do what? Must be preached. Must be preached. In other words, we cannot afford to sit silence. Many of us have suffered rejection from our colleagues, even from our families and our friends because of the faith that we have. Because of what we do for kingdom. But I say, if you endure till the end, if you suffer this affliction to the end, you shall be saved. But in saving or in salvation, the kingdom, this good news, the words we are sharing now is good news. This good news, this good news of the kingdom, and I love the amplifier. in bracket the gospel so if it is not the gospel if it is not the gospel if it is not the gospel if your friends come to you and they appear in a false prophet without the, the regalia and it is you check 
what they tell you and it is not in agreement with their gospel, it is not good. What does the gospel tell us? By my stripes, you are healed. So if the prophet come, the false prophet come and say, this headache is that which will take you to your grave, it is not good news. So you reject it outright. And say, this is not what the good news says about me. It says, by his stripes I am healed. It says, I restore your health back unto you. That is good news. Say, this good news, the good news about the kingdom, which is the gospel, so he categorizes it so that to differentiate what makes good news. If it is a good news, it must be about God and his kingdom. So everything about him and everything about you is good. Don't let people mislead you. Don't let people misguide you. Amen. For when he lose unto you, you are the best thing that ever happened. Throughout the whole world. As a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. And I want to end today with 1 Corinthians. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 says, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me I then I have become only a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal just an annoying distractions why is this chapter relevant to becoming effective witness amen why is 1 Corinthians 13 vital for becoming effective witness? So when you are reaching to your husband, when you are reaching to your wife, when you are reaching to your colleague, it is not coming as a duty, but it is coming out of passion of love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. Because of his passion for the world. Because he did not want anyone to perish. Because of his love. Agape love. Without condition. It doesn't matter. Because whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That shows how merciful he is. That shows how passionate he is about your soul and about my soul. So we cannot just sit and cheat Sarah What will be will be. Hallelujah. He said, if I, if I can sing all these things and the love of God is not in me. I am I've just become an annoying distraction. So when we are reaching out to the one, it is not as a duty. It is not under duress. But because you love your husband, because you love your wife, because you love your children, because you love your neighbor, you 
make every room an effort to share this good news. They might reject you. They might persecute you. But keep sharing it. One day God will put them on the road to Damascus. That they cannot reject the good news anymore. That is that which will bring them out of their blindness. It is the, the good news that will deliver them from their limitation. And the pit they find themselves. So in becoming effective witness, it must emanate, it must come from within. Because Jesus never did anything without love. It is out of his love for the one. Like I said from the beginning of service, it is easy to safeguard the 99 and let the one perish. After all, if you take 99 to the market, you make more profits than losing the 99 and just getting the one. How much can you make from the one? But Jesus does not have profit on his mind. You see profit, he sees souls. So out of that compassion, out of that compassion, out of that love, he sacrifices for us. So if we are to reach to our brothers and sisters, post-COVID, brothers who were serving, sisters who were serving in the ministry, who were serving in the church, who were doing something great, who had a, a, a bright ministry, something, a star over them. But post-COVID, now it's like, I mean, I'm no longer a minister. So when we're reaching out to them, it is not because we want them to serve. Because whether they are serving or not, service is still going on. But we are reaching out to them out of the love of God. Then if they decide to use their giftings to serve God, it's a blessing. But let it not be like reaching out so that we gain. No. Reaching out that God gains. That a soul is saved and not perish that is the essence of becoming an effective witness there is an effective way to share the faith there is an effective way to to witness to one another that we don't bruise the harvest amen he says himself said that the, the, the fields are white. The, the harvest is plentiful. But we should pray to the Lord of harvest that he will send laborers. These are laborers who know how to harvest. That they will not just bruise the harvest. And many of us have bruised harvest. Praise God. Many of us saw huge harvest and we bruised them and now it has become a challenge 
said we should pray in other words so that we get the skills we know that we know how to harvest his field in the mighty name of Jesus and we touched we just came from a series Christ the living water praise God next week you go back to it again but in a different dimension praise God how an unsuspecting woman brought the whole city to Christ amen that is how powerful giftings God is giving women to turn nations around to turn cities around how an unsuspecting woman brought a whole nation a whole city to Christ we pray this morning in the earth that God added to their numbers amen it wasn't one but in thousands amen and if we allow ourselves to be taught how to harvest the numbers will increase God will add up in fact God is adding to us now but are we seeing the harvest or are we bruising the harvest so you ask yourself am I bruising the harvest or am I harvesting right praise God did you receive something for today becoming an effective witness if we can preach if we can sing if we can prophesy as in 1 Corinthians 13 all the amazing things but if we haven't got love for one another we have become an annoying distractions and we don't want to be that kind of a person we don't want to be a stumbling block to someone's inheritance we don't want to be a stumbling block to someone's salvation you want to lift up a prayer and say father teach me to be an effective witness I try my own way and I'll bruise the harvest. Maybe you showed me the harvest, but I was not ready to learn of you. I did it my own way. And I'll bruise the harvest. Help me reach those whose heart has gone cold from you. That even as you said in Daniel's that after 70 years you return to their people and bring them to their land. That even after this COVID that has caused many hearts to grow cold. That you return unto us. God is so good to us. God is so faithful to us. God has still blessed us to reach out to our fellow brothers and sisters whose hearts are dwindling 
See, the devil is carnal. By the time they take you away from his presence, one, two, three, three Sundays, four Sundays, you begin to think that nothing has changed to you. You are still living, you are still breathing, you are still going to work, you are still doing the things you love. Nothing has happened. So why should you give your time to God? But the devil wants to destroy your life. Say, pray that Father, you grant me that love to reach out to my husband, to my wife, to my sister, to my brother, to my daughter, to my son, in the mighty name of Jesus. Kabra kataya manebros. Kebra kapayakata. Nebros nderi yarakapayakata. Kebra kamanderi anderi yarakapayakata. Yes, Lord. Kebra kabayakata. Yamanderiya. We want to bear fruit, Lord. Manderi yarakapayakata. The compassion to leave the 99 in search for the one. For you care for the one. You care for the one. You've got great plans for the one. You've got great plans for the one. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you receive something for today, will you put your hands together for the Lord? Amen.